Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd, and thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Ephesians 6, verse 17, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Talk about the sword of the Spirit. The power of God is in His Word. But what is the Word of God? It's the written Word of God. In 2 Timothy 3, 16, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So we see there Paul is referring to the Scriptures as being inspired by God, breathed out. As God spoke to those who penned down the Scriptures, His truth flowed through them onto the manuscripts, and those manuscripts have been preserved and duplicated, copied over the centuries, and there's very good reason why we look at them and realize that these are accurate. This is the Word of God. He's preserved His Word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the Word of God is living and active. Think about that. Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit. In other words, it's dividing something that's so finely joined, it's so precise, of joints and marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart and the Word of God. It's alive and active. So as we look at this phrase, the Word of God, and how Paul said that it is used as a sword, as a weapon, we need to kind of get into the Word and look at how it was used. So for example, Acts 4.31, when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So they're speaking the word of God. They're speaking it out. The Old Testament was written at this point. The New Testament wasn't. So was the word of God that they were speaking, were they just quoting verses, or were they speaking the word as God had told them? as God was giving them the word to speak. Well, we would say a prophetic utterance, God is speaking through them. The word of God is alive. It is the active word coming from God. And when you look at, for example, in Revelation, the letters to the churches, Jesus says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear. Well, we all have ears. What he's saying is the person who hears the word of God who hears what God is saying to them, the communication between you and God. That person, that person who is in tune with the Lord through the empowering of his Holy Spirit in obedience to the faith, that person, Jesus says, let him hear. doesn't say he automatically hears. He says, hey, you need to be listening. You need to be paying attention to what God says. So as we read our Bibles and as we delve into them and learn them and study them and trust them, we see the character of God. We see the power of God. We see so many things in the Word. It's so wonderful to know your Bibles. But we also have to have ears to hear what the Spirit says to us. And let me give you three examples in my life where God spoke to me. It wasn't this audible, you know, ghostly, Todd, this is God type of voice. It was a clear communication between the Holy Spirit and I that had a specific message that I was instructed to do. 
my wife and I had our son. I was working, she was working. We decided to start our family. We prayed about it, and we believed that God was preparing us for this moment, and this was the time. We had some confirmation. You know, confirmation, when you ask for something, you read your Bibles, you see if you get a verse that is consistent with that, that kind of jumps out at you. You ask people to pray for you, and they say, hey, this is what the Lord gave me. It's really cool to have your prayers confirmed by someone else when you don't tell them exactly what's going on. Hey, can you pray for me? Yeah, I prayed for you, man. God told me this. Oh, wow, that's perfect. That makes sense. And that's my direction I need to go. We had our son, and we were both working. We wanted her to stay home with the baby. And she wanted to stay home, and and I believe that that was what we needed to do. The problem was we had a house payment, and we were living paycheck to paycheck. I said, there ain't no way. I'm doing the math. I'm not a math brain by any means, but I can subtract her income from our monthly income and see that there ain't no way. And so we prayed about it. She'd come up, she says, God told me to tell you that this is what I want and that I'm to allow you to make the decision, do what you say. I'm like, cool. All right, no problem. Then God spoke to me and he says, she is going to quit and I am going to provide for you. And I said, okay. I told her, give your notice. And that took a couple of days, but he spoke to me and it was totally against my plan because I didn't see it working. And so that was one of them. And it worked. God took care of us. We lost her income and we survived. We learned how to manage our money a little bit better, but it's still, the numbers still didn't match, but God sustained us like he said he would. The second one was after our second baby, I'm like, I don't want to have any more kids. I thought that was good. Two is enough. I came from a family of two, you know, we're doing the American family thing, you know, two kids and you're good. I went to a men's retreat. God spoke to me throughout the entire men's retreat, one specific message, and that is you're going to have more kids. Started out with Psalm 127, children are heritage to the Lord. Blessed is the warrior whose quiver is full. That verse throughout the whole thing, I'm like, no, 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 no. And that story would take about a half an hour to tell, and it's miraculous. One miraculous event after another at that retreat. God speaking to me through other people was crazy. So I came home. She's like, how's the retreat? I said, good. God spoke to me. What have you been praying for? She goes, well, the only thing I've been praying for is if God wanted us to have more kids, he'd change your heart. I'm like, well, there you go. One thing I need to mention is that this entire retreat, I was not happy with what I was hearing. This was totally, again, against everything that I was planning. I did not want this to happen. And yet it just kept coming and coming. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. But that was God's will. The other one was when we were established and we were doing ministry in our home. We had a small home. It was a nice home, but it was really small. We would have four or five couples and their kids over, and you are literally packed into the living room. People are sitting on the floor, and then God said, it's time to move. And we'd been praying for years. We stopped praying at that time for land out in a certain part of the town that we lived in. Long story short, through a series of absolute miracles, things that should not have happened, we then built a house in the area that we wanted, and we did it with zero money down. So those are some things in my life that God has spoke to me. It's not all of them, obviously, but my point is that when we're talking about the Word of God, we use the Scriptures to learn. We use the Scriptures to see the character of God. We use the Scriptures to see our sin and our rebellion. And we react accordingly to the way God says. And that's how we are blessed, basically. We obey Him. We trust Him. But there's more to the Word of God than reading your Bible. It is that presence of God in your life that speaks to you. Now, God will never contradict His Word because the Scriptures are our final authority. We believe that. We fight for that. Because when you start getting outside of that and saying, well, I've got a new revelation from God, you are on a slippery slope that's going to take you down. But when you trust the Word of God, when you trust the Scriptures, 
and you trust that word being spoken to you by God, then this verse in Ephesians makes a whole lot more sense. The sword, it's our weapon. We read the scriptures, we are armed, we hear the word of God, we listen for the word, we have ears to hear, and that's what I pray. God, give us ears to hear, that we may use your word and glorify your name and be successful in our relationship with you by seeing your work being completed through our individual lives. As God has given pastor teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, may we be faithful in the work in the ministry that you've called us to do. The Word of God, it's more than just a book sitting on your table. The Word of God is alive. It is active. It's how He communicates with us through His written Word, through His Word that He speaks to us as individuals, That's one of the best ways of knowing that there is a God. People say, I don't believe in God. There's no way of proving there's a God. God begins to speak to you about things that are very intimate, about things that are very fearful in your life, and you overcome things through the power of God as he speaks to you, as he gives you instruction. That, to me, is all the proof I need. I read the word. I hear the voice of God. Yeah, there's a God. The word is true, and you can trust him. You can trust the scriptures, all the things in the scriptures that happen to other people. You can see them happen in your lives. You can see that as they spoke forth the word of God there in the book of Acts, that you too will be able to do that as God empowers you. So stay in the word, trust in the Lord, and he will bless you. Thank you.